Welcome to Vibrant Life episode 37. It is January 31st, 2022. Happy Monday. Today, we are going to talk about Mercury, Mercury and your amalgam specifically, which are the silver fillings that, well, hopefully you don't have any, but I had several. Um, and then the connection between Mercury toxicity and multiple sclerosis or MS. Because if you have seen my story at all, um, I had a health crisis about three and a half years ago and doctors have suggested that I could potentially have MS. Really quick, if we have not met, I'm Jessica Parker. I'm a holistic health coach um, with a master's in health psychology and a fitness instructor. So with that information, you probably can um, assume that I'm a health nerd. And so I have really gone down many rabbit holes and dug deep trying to figure this whole thing out for myself because I was like the healthiest person I know. And then all of a sudden I was, I was having little things happen that were kind of weird. Um, and I won't go into all the details of it. I have talked about this in previous like YouTube videos specifically, but I just had some weird things that were happening, but I just kind of chalked it up to maybe low electrolytes or stress or not sleeping enough, all the things. You know, I'm somebody who um, likes to stay up late. I've always been a night owl. Um, I have a hard time shutting my brain down, you know, but whatever, that's just how I was. But so I, I would think, oh, I have these weird things happening. So, you know, I probably just need to figure out getting more sleep or whatever, but I was an avid runner for years and years and just, you know, exercise has always been my jam and things started to kind of like make me put the brakes on a little bit. And then all of a sudden I had this major crisis and ended up going to the ER via ambulance, which I had never done before. Fast forward and I had, I do not have a diagnosis and I will say with MS, it can take years, years to diagnose. And um, it's just one of those things where some of it is a little bit precarious in terms of like, I mean, it's very hard to diagnose. There are different things that they look at. And basically, unless you're like on the spectrum, like really, really bad, <laughs> they can see very major obvious signs, then they're going to say, well, you know, sucks to be you. Like you have all these signs and symptoms, but you know, we can't give you a diagnosis until maybe years later when the damage has been done like further. And then we um, can give you medication, which, you know, I guess that was somewhat of a blessing. Well, I would say major blessing because I don't even want to go on the medication. And this is a personal choice of mine, but I know that these things happen for a reason and I prefer to address the root cause of that reason as much as possible. Sometimes you absolutely do need medication. So I'm just, for whatever, I'm not just talking about MS, but I will say that before you get to that point, for me personally, I want to address the actual problem and see if I can fix it or at least you know mitigate it and live a healthy life without having to get on certain medications that will potentially cause other issues that you will then need a medication for. And I have seen this multiple times. Um, 
I even have like certain things that go on with my brain that I don't know what they are. I've, you know, I've never passed out in my life and it doesn't even feel like that, but it, you know, I have related it to like a mini seizure and that's something that goes along. It's very common with MS. And so I'm thinking I would be put on an MS medication. I would be put on a anti-seizure medication. I would be put on a thyroid medication, which I have been on. I'm not currently on any medications whatsoever, but these are things that all kind of go along with the world of MS. Um, amongst lots of other things. So what I want to share with you today, though, is not really a deep dive into that, but because I could go very deep into all of that and we could spend all day on it. However, what I really discovered, I had one doctor. So on this journey, when all this stuff hit the fan for me and I was like, what is going on? I need to figure this out. Um, I have gone to many different doctors. I've been told many different things, which, you know, oh, you're just stressed out. Um, I've had, I've had my gut checked. I've had all sorts of blood tests. I've had some blood tests that I ordered. Um, I had my arteries checked. Oh, it must be, you must have clogged arteries. No, my arteries are quite beautiful. Thank you very much. I've had them checked. I've had everything done. And so in the midst of that, one of the doctors I connected with, thankfully, um, to a health coaching peer, she connected me with a holistic doctor who was the first one to mention the possibility of mercury toxicity. Well, I've always known that mercury is not good. So I had previous to this whole episode, I had been at the dentist for several visits working on some old fillings that needed repair. And I said, hey, as long as you're in there repairing them, I know it's not good to have it in my mouth just, you know, replace it with the white composite versus the silver amalgams, not knowing that it's not just having them in your mouth that's bad, but actually it's almost like, think of it as asbestos. Like if you're familiar, which I, I'm, I totally nerd out on the HGTV shows also. So if you are like me and you follow all that stuff, you have probably heard asbestos is highly toxic, but if it's undisturbed, then you are far less at risk to have anything like you can just not disturb it and not have any exposure. That's kind of the thought with mercury. However, you are getting um, low level exposed, like on a chronic level, just by having them in your mouth. But when it comes to removal, that is where you really have to be careful because when, when it is drilled into, when that, those amalgams are drilled into, then you're getting mass acute exposure. And that's what happened to me with not just one, but several of my old fillings. So that happened. And then some of the weird brain episodes I, I would have that I was like, oh, low electrolytes or whatever were occurring more. And then I had a major, major one. And this was, I also had high, 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 high levels of stress going on. So I, I believe, and I've had a doctor talk to me about that. I've had several doctors talk to me about that, how like the pairing of the two was probably part of it as well. But um, my major episode happened not long after, and I'm talking within days or, or probably within days of, of when I had my last filling worked on and then I had that major episode. So, what could have happened is that I had this mass, like acute exposure to mercury. And then 
It's not just like the chronic low level. So when you have amalgams in your mouth, there's lots of information. There's lots of information online. Um, Dr. Um, Hal Higgins is one to look into, but there, there's a lot of information if you search on DuckDuckGo, not G-O-O-G-L-E, because it's very um, highly censored. Anywho, um, but you can find lots of information. You can find a video where like there's a tooth um, and with amalgam and the, they have like a green light and so you can see the mercury vapors. They have a little like toothbrush. They have different things that they like do to the tooth and you watch the vapors just pour out of the tooth. And it, it can go on and on and on and on for years and years. You can, you know, have a 50 year old amalgam and still be getting mercury vapor off of that amalgam. You drink hot stuff, you brush your teeth, you floss, you chew, all the things you're releasing mercury vapor. So what happens is people, you know, start having thyroid issues or autoimmune issues or depression or things like OCD or Alzheimer's or, you know, just having memory stuff in general, you know. Um, all these things start happening and we chalk it up to age, genetics, which of course genetics always play a role, but I always say genetics load the gun and lifestyle pulls the trigger. So you have all these things happening, but we're taught that it's just life. It's just what happens versus, well, you know, maybe some of it has to do with toxicity in my body and my lifestyle and so on and so forth. So that is a low level chronic exposure, which is what most people experience. What I experienced was an acute exposure. And in a way, I'm very thankful. And I've said this before, because it could be that I just would end up having like dementia or Alzheimer's or something like that versus this thing slammed me in the face. And I've been like, okay, wait a minute, made the connection with help, thankfully. And I can remove it from my body and potentially regain that health that I had and be a normal like 45 year old versus like having issues um, that I shouldn't be having yet, for example. So what I have done is this is so important. This is so important is I have connected with a biological dentist. So you can easily search that up and find somebody in your area. I've had to travel an hour, an hour one way to this dentist, which it's extremely, it's extremely um, worth it if I can regain my health or some of my health. So what they do is they're trained specifically to safely remove mercury. So it's a whole thing where I've, I was given charcoal beforehand and then um, there's like this big suction, like this big tube that they place right here and it, it's a very strong suction and it sounds like you're in an airplane and it basically um, removes the mercury vapors that come like straight out of your mouth. Um, you have a, a dental dam so that like rubber thing I'm sure you know if you've had dental work done you're familiar with what I'm saying but basically so just that one little um, tooth is exposed and and your mouth basically is protected from anything just dropping back in. Um, I also had a oxygen mask just on my nose. I was, I was like, how is this going to work? Um, but yeah, yeah, it's this little thing that goes right on your nose, totally comfortable. You know, it was perfect. And then 
there's also a tool that, you know, instead of just the regular suction thing that just goes wherever in your mouth, it actually fits on the tooth. So instead of like vapors going everywhere and, you know, the suction going around, like catching what it can, it actually goes over the tooth. So it's um, more likely to catch far more of the vapors, if you will. So all the things which I felt so great about, and they also are careful about not just like drilling into things, but like cutting the tooth. And so there's far less exposure that way because that's how it normally happens when like the mass exposure um, when you're getting them removed if it's not done safely. safely. So that is the protocol. And then, you know, I do all sorts of things on my own in terms of supporting my natural detox um, processes, like supporting your liver, supporting your kidneys, um, doing things, you know, just exercise helps. I take Epsom salt baths regularly because, well, that's one way of absorbing magnesium. And magnesium is something that you need for your detox process, but it also helps with muscle recovery. So anyway, that's something that I regularly do. I take a zeolite which um, is something that can trap heavy metals and safely remove it from your body. However, it doesn't take things from the brain. So this is a huge thing. There is something called the blood-brain barrier, and it's very, there. It, basically there are things that can get through the blood-brain barrier, barrier, such as mercury, that should not. But there are also things that can get in there that can remove things that shouldn't be there. So what you have to be very careful with. And I'm going to say, if this is something that you feel like, uh, I have amalgams and I have certain issues and I'm not saying that everybody with MS, it's from mercury. I'm not saying that. And I'm not, not saying if you have amalgams or mercury toxicity from something that you're going to get MS. I'm not saying that. I'm, this is my story. This is what has gone on with me, but, um, I just want to share what I'm doing so that people can kind of look into this because you really have to be your own advocate. You really do. Instead of just getting the, that sucks, or here's some medication or whatever, there are things that you can do about it, but you really have to do your research. You really, really have to do your research. I would highly recommend finding a functional practitioner or a holistic doctor who really knows their stuff and really understands all of this and understands that not just you have to safely remove the mercury from your mouth, but then the detox process is a whole separate ball game and it's huge. So you really have to like, so I just had my last amalgam removed a few days ago, maybe a week ago, and I have to wait to start my the, the detox process that pulls it from your brain. So you can pull it from your blood, but in order to pull it from your brain, you have to make sure there's room in your bloodstream. It's like this two-part process and then out it goes, right? And so if I recently had my amalgams removed, no matter how careful you are, you're likely to have some exposure. Any amount of mercury is not okay, any amount. And so you have to give your body time in order to um, get that through your bloodstream. And so there are lots of things that I'm doing, like I just said, there are supplements I'm taking, but you just have to be so careful because there are some that you can take that will pull it out of the brain and you can't do that until your body is ready to pull it all the way out. What will happen is if you pull it out of the brain and your body is not ready, then you'll recirculate it and it will go back into the brain and cause symptoms again, or like a re, 
a reoccurrence of that toxicity. I've had that happen because I've done stupid things to where I'm like, oh, I'll just try this. And then for me, and like, I'm just speaking again for myself, but I have some, a lot of neurological, a lot of brain stuff associated with this. I have symptoms from head to toe, but a lot of the, the more, um, I guess, serious in terms of how it feels to me, symptoms is brain stuff. And when I feel like now I know, like if I have an extra exposure or something like that, I can feel it in my brain and it can be very scary. It can be very scary, very hard to deal with, I'll just say. So you don't want to do that. <laughs> and with something like MS, like basically it can damage the myelin sheath, which is what MS is, but it can also cause all these MS-like symptoms because of the things that it's doing to your body. Mercury like affects every single part of your body. It can affect every single part of your body and it loves the brain so much. So with that being said, this is where I'm at, where I've done piece one, which is having it safely removed. I need to wait my three months and then I can do things to actually pull it out of the brain and then get it out of the body. So it's not a simple process. It is really not a simple process. Again, I cannot stress this enough. Be safe about it. If this is if this is something to where you're like, I need to look into this, I need to figure it out, don't do it on your own. There's a lot of stuff out there. Um, I actually blocked somebody on my Facebook page at one point because she was telling people, oh, just take this, that, and the other. And um, you know, like I will, I'll just say this, like oil of cilantro is one that is super powerful and can actually cross the blood brain barrier. And so I, um, actually early on when I didn't know any better, I actually, um, took some thinking, oh, I'm going to get this stuff out of my system. Well, if you have amalgams currently, do not do that because you're basically just adding to the problem. So don't do something that's going to pull stuff out of your brain until you, you cannot chelate is a word that you'll hear. If you look into any of this stuff, you cannot do that until you have the amount, the source of the mercury removed. So anyway, so I did that and it was very stupid. So don't do that. There are a lot of people who even doctors, like I did have a functional doctor who I, I thought she was awesome, but she was really not familiar with any of this stuff. And obviously that's just going to happen. You can't find one person who's going to be like well-versed in every single thing. Right. But she wasn't, but she did do all the tests that I wanted, wanted her to do. So that was awesome. But she said, well, why don't we do a challenge test? Um, you can do that to figure out how much mercury you have in your body. I would highly recommend against it. I would highly advise not to do that because what happens with a challenge test? Well, first of all, the reason she said that is because mercury can be really hard to test for. You can test blood for what's currently circulating. Um, you can, which it has to be like a recent exposure for that. You can test hair, but it's like, that is gonna show you like after a couple of months. You can test urine, but that's gonna show you what your body is currently getting rid of. So there is something called a mercury tri-test that I did and um, Quicksilver Scientific is who puts it out. And I, they, Dr. Chris Shade actually developed that after he dealt with mercury toxicity on his own. And the reason he did that is because you can look at how much is in your hair. So how much is like stored in your body from recent, like 
within the last couple of months, how much is circulating in your blood, how much your body, like if you have, if you're showing higher um, levels in your hair and blood, but you're not getting rid of it in your urine, that's not good. That's not a good sign. Um, but it can also tell you, like if you had an acute exposure to a lot of mercury like I did and your body's not getting rid of it, well, mercury loves your tissues and brain. So without doing like a brain like biopsy, how are you going to really, I mean, it, it can be very hard to tell. So what some people do, and you'll see this a lot out there, is take something like a DMSA, um, they take a chelator that will pull it out of your brain. They First they do a urine test, and then they take this thing that will dump mercury, pull it out of your brain, and then they do another urine analysis, and it shows how, how much comes out. Oh, clearly you have it in your brain. You know, clearly you have mercury toxicity. Well, what happens then? Because then, like I said earlier, you're not removing it safely. You're not, you have to pull it out, but then you have to pull it the rest of the way out. So I'm not going to get into all the details of it. There are a lot of different little things to this whole thing, but um, you have to do it safely. So people have done things like that and they've really caused a lot of problems and made themselves very sick. So when my doctor suggested that, well, we can do a challenge test, I was like, hell to the no, we're not doing a challenge test. I've done my research and I am absolutely, it's already scary enough, the symptoms that I deal with, I'm not gonna make it worse. So we did not, and I did my, um, my tri-test. So I just really, like, that's where I'm at with my journey. I will share as I go on. Right now I'm in that waiting period, the three months where I'm just going to keep up with my exercise, which, you know, can help detox. I do infrared sauna, which can help detox on that lower level. There are a lot of different um, supplements. I use my zeolite, um, just making sure that my diet is good. Uh, I do follow keto. I coach keto. Um, if you know me at all, you know that about me. And that's something that actually can really, really help in the um, heavy metal detox because um, the the amino acids, the protein, all the healthy fats can really help bind those um, toxins and help pull them out of your body, which is actually one doctor, the one who initially mentioned mercury toxicity to me said, I want you basically on a carnivore diet zero carbs, doing intermittent fasting. And so, you know, I do, I do a lot of that. It just, is going to really have to be tightened up when, when I get to the second level of this whole thing. Um, but it is kind of cool because, you know, when I first initially started this journey and was slammed in the face, I was just, I mean, I felt like the rug was just ripped violently out from underneath me and I didn't know what to do. And I went from being super healthy and active to just having all these weird brain things happening, having like such low energy, sleep issues. I mean, there's so many different things from, like I said, head to toe, you know, things that I can't like real sensitive sensory wise and visually it can trigger a brain thing. Um, just lots of things, you know, but I, so over the past three and a half years where I've been like, well, I can't just go have my amalgams removed. So I'm going to try to manage my symptoms. And so I've done everything that I can in terms of making sure I'm getting the nutrients that I need and keeping stress low. And, you know, thankfully I work from home and so I can actually sleep in in the morning and that might sound like, oh, what a princess, you know, but actually no, because sleep is a big issue for me. And that's something that people have stuff like me deal with and so 
you know, it can be a struggle to sleep and then I get into a deeper sleep in the wee hours of the morning. And so I need to be able to sleep in a little bit. Otherwise it can spike my symptoms like none other. Sleep is a huge part of it for me. So basically I've been able to really manage well and my health and my ability to just kind of do life as compared to three and a half years ago is like so different, so different. And I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of that. Now I have more that I want to do. So I am quite willing to go forward with it. I do get that there are people who have things to where, you know, they can say, oh yeah, I have this, this, and this going on can absolutely be tied to mercury toxicity, but I'm not going to go through all of that. I get it. I mean, it's a big thing, just like the cost and the time and the whole deal, like getting your amalgams removed, but then you have to like wait and then you have to, you know, carefully have things removed. So, you know, I think people might think, oh, you get your amalgams removed. Oh, they're gone. Nope. Because like I said, that mercury exposure, you know, it was released and then goes into your brain, goes into your tissues, and then you have to get rid of that. So um, I think that is all that I wanted to share. Feel free to reach out if you um, have any questions or if you're trying to figure out this whole journey for yourself. It can feel lonely. You know, they've talked about, I've, I've read, you know, how mercury can be like the silent, whatever, silent, I can't remember what it's called, but absolutely, because it just hijacks your body and hijacks your brain and people don't know that. People can't see that. You know, same with even just like the stuff like MS, you know, um, I know people who you can tell they have it. I know people who you can't tell that they have it and um, just stuff like that. If it's not just this clear, like, oh, you have a broken leg. Oh my gosh. You know, then it can feel very lonely um, and trying to figure it out and trying to like listen to your gut and do the things that you know are right and you like wanting to figure it out. Um, can be difficult. It can be frustrating. I've been in tears many times over it, but know that you're not alone. And I'm totally happy to chat if you um, want to reach out. I will be doing another another video, another podcast um, later on. It probably won't happen until, you know, I don't know, maybe summer even because it's, we're just going into February, February, March, April. So like, probably May is when, maybe mid-April, May is when I'll really be able to start that heavier detox. So I will keep y'all posted and I just do want to celebrate the fact that I have that crap out of my teeth at least. So that felt amazing. It was so great. You can find me at thatvibrantlife.com, Facebook, That Vibrant Life, and Instagram, that underscore vibrant life. Have a great day. Uh-huh. Yeah.